Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Couple Jared Goff touchdown passes from this postseason. Mike Tirico on the call for NBC. Uh, what you heard in the background of all those calls, obviously, was the bloodthirsty crowd in Detroit going absolutely nuts for everything that the Lions did that was positive. Detroit will not have that this week because they will be on the road at Candlestick, a.k.a. I know it's Levi's. I like to call it Candlestick for the NFC Championship in San Francisco. Connor Allen will join us in just a second, giving us his handicap and his bets for both games on Championship Sunday. Rob Bazola will join us in 20 minutes. Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon will join us next hour as well as pro sports better Joey Kanish. We, by the way, have had, like, we need to come up with the list of, like, people that Kanish has either come on before or after. Like, it's amazing. Like, really funny. It's, Every so, time. it's always like, it's always like, here's, like, legendary broadcaster X, and after him is Joey Kanish, right. or Kanish will lead into, like, here's, like, you know, like, like Joe Montana's coming on the show, and Kanish is the lead in, et cetera. Right. It's all, it's all. His really honor, great. his honor, the prime minister of Denmark. And then afterwards, <laughs> Gambling DJ Joey Kanish. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's yeah. baby. Love it. Uh, our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, the final hour of the show. But joining us right now is uh, the aforementioned Connor Allen from Betsperts 4 for 4 and the Move the Line podcast. Uh, that Move the Line podcast features other friends of the show like John Daigle, 
and Ryan Noonan, who you heard on this fine program yesterday, giving us some tackle props for this weekend. Absolutely love that from our guy Noonan. Connor is on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy championship week to you and yours. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. It is always funny seeing the list of names because, like, you know, I'll get tagged in the original post and it'll be like, you know, me and then some awesome, you know, famous person and then Joey Kanish. I just feel bad for the people who came because of the super famous people and then have to listen to Kanish after, like, in the podcast feed and just like have to hear his voice immediately after. I'm like, who's this guy? You know, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's great. You know, Kanish always bringing the bangers. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure it's not too bad for him. I don't know, all his hockey also- bets I feel like I've lost recently. So, like, we got to get, we got to get Kiddish back, like, back on the winning ways here with some of his hockey bets. When did yeah. he start touting it's hockey? Also- I mean, when did, when did this happen? It's, uh, you know him. Just, it's like whatever's going on. He just, like, finds a guy and moves for him. And then it's like, here's, here's my bet. Yep. Like, the Islanders or whatever it is. Be like, can you name an Islander? Be like, I don't know. They play on an island. Like, yes, they do, sort of. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's Kiddish. I'm sure we'll get some really good stuff. Connor, we... We want to talk to you about both games, obviously, and I, you know, side in total, we'll go through that analysis. And then also, we were talking off air, just like maybe a little bit more depth on some of the prop markets that are being offered. This isn't obviously a normal week. All the prop markets for the games are open already. They've all been open for like a couple days in some cases, and there's just going to be like a more heightened awareness on, you know, some of the big players involved because there there's aren't that many things to it. There's only two games coming up this weekend, so we can do side total first for the AFC, and then maybe we'll do prop stuff afterwards, just in case you do like a side or a total in the game. Chiefs. Like, I'm calling it four. Like, I know it's three and a half in a couple places, but, like, it's four. And the total's 44 and a half. Looks like maybe rain in the forecast on Sunday in Baltimore. And about, like, 30 ex-Ravens are going to be there, uh, which would be pretty interesting. All those, like, honorary captains and Michael Phelps. Uh, What do you got for us in the AFC side in total? Yeah, I kind of lean towards the under in this game here, and for a couple of reasons. This so this Chiefs team, we've seen them skew run heavy from time to time here, and I think that that's probably their you know path to least resistance here against this Ravens run defense. Fifteenth in success rate, thirteenth in EPA per play. Their pass defense is significantly better, uh, and they're kind of like this amoeba. You know, they really just like morph into whatever they you know think will stop you, and basically like they're. They don't stick to their basic scheme on a play-to-play basis, and they change a lot. They're like middle of the road in man, zone, cover two, cover three. Like no matter, no matter what you expect them to do, they're just going to do something different. And I think that's what's unique about them, and that's what could give this, this Chiefs uh, offense a little bit of problems here. We saw Travis Kelsey you know, revitalized against the Bills' third-string linebackers and a completely injury-depleted Miami team in the previous weeks. But I, I just have some concern that how it's going to look against a really good defense in the Ravens here. Um, and on the other side, I think that this Ravens offense – is probably going to try and run the ball a lot. They have 343 carries out of shotgun, one of the highest rates in the league. They're averaging over five and a half yards per carry on those runs. And the Chiefs are allowing one of the highest yards per carry against runs out of the shotgun at 5.13 and a really high success rate as well. A lot of that's Lamar, though. And, you know, it's like we saw the Ravens, who I didn't think did a really good job producing creative runs throughout the season, do a really good job against Houston, another really or a good run defense, and have Lamar run some keepers and run a couple of the same looks and then have Lamar get on the edge instead. And I think that that could be a massive advantage here for the Ravens. And personally, I'm going to be looking to live at this game. I did take some minus three. That's you know long gone, so I'm not going to tout that at this point. But I think if the Ravens are running the ball consistently, uh, they're going to win and cover you know relatively easily. If they get stuck in a you know behind situation where they're behind or they have to throw the ball more, this Chiefs pass defense is fantastic, and I think the Chiefs will cover and probably win outright. So I know that's uh, a little bit wishy-washy, but I think that's probably how I'm going to approach it from a live betting standpoint. 
No, I think I think a lot of people kind of share that opinion on the game. We just had Adam Chernoff on, and he presented the case for both sides and said he didn't have a really strong opinion on side or total for the uh, for the Chiefs or the Ravens. All right, so Connor, you kind of handicapped how you think the game's going to go. You mentioned a couple specific players and maybe liking them or not liking them in the prop market. What are some bets that you like here coming up for the Chiefs and the Ravens in the prop market? Anything tickle your fancy? Anything you're leaning towards, et cetera, here coming up in the AFC title game? Yeah, I've made... Uh, two prop bets in this game so far. Both of them are unders. So the first one is one that I don't know how people are going to feel about. Miko Hardman under one and a half receptions. I mean, the guy Stone Cold stinks. First off, but second he, off, he, I mean, he, fumbled... he should never touch the ball again. So like, I like the bet just based off that. Right. I mean, literally touched the ball twice, fumbled through the end zone, nearly cost him the game. The game before that was in Miami, had multiple deep balls where he was like. You know, Mahomes is visibly upset because he didn't adjust to the ball in the air. You know, like, Michael Hardman doesn't belong in an NFL field. He couldn't even crack the the Jets, like, starting receiving core. And they have, like, Garrett Wilson and a bunch of bums out there. So, I don't know. I think that that was crazy. I know they brought him in because he has experience with the system and whatnot. Kadarius Tony looks like he's coming back. So, I think that any of the design plays will probably be, you know, to him, maybe some more MBS after playing, I mean, the best game of the season, which isn't saying much for him. But, you know, whatever. He had He had a good game. So, yeah, I think Miko Hardman probably shouldn't even see the field. And if he does, uh, one and a half reception seems like a lot. I also played Zay Flowers under on his receptions at four and a half. It's getting a little juicy now, but I still think it's a solid look here. Mark Andrews practiced in full. At this point, I would just wait until Mark Andrews is officially, officially cleared because last week he practiced in full twice and then they didn't clear him. This week he's already practiced in full multiple times. And then Harbaugh still has not officially said that they're, you know, designated in return and, and playing this week. So if he plays, though, Zay Flowers splits. His target share decreases a lot. And he hasn't been as good against two high coverages. With Mark Andrews, just a 16% target share against two high coverages this season, which obviously is a lot lower. And I expect the Ravens to go run heavy. So limited volume, more competition, tough defense. So a lot of things working against him in this spot. Connor, just one more question on the Chiefs before we, we can do the NFC game. Like, so you gave us uh, a couple guys who you think are going to underperform, including Nico Hardman, which is just really funny because he fumbled through the end zone and it's under one and a half catches, which is really funny. It's basically yeah. like, will they make the mistake of throwing him the ball and then compound that by maybe throwing it to him again in the same game? It's basically like the bet that you're making. You're saying, no, they're not going to do that. Uh, the Chiefs have found a lot of success kind of by like restricting the number of players who touch the ball. I know Hardman fumbled through the end zone, but he also only touched the ball a couple times in the game. And it's been just like a really, really heavy dose of like Rasheed Rice, Isaiah Pacheco, who's beat up, but like going to play in the game and Travis Kelsey. And they all have like big stat line games in the last few weeks, each kind of like showing out a couple times. And their prop markets for this game, I think are pretty interesting. Like uh, Kelsey and uh, Rasheed Rice are both like in the low 60s. And I didn't see a number on Pacheco. Actually, I could probably just get that right now. But like the my 64 point is and just a half. The Chiefs I, thought, I think I, I yeah, last 60, saw. Yeah, there you go. 64 and a half. So kind of like three, actually three players who were lined almost in an identical range. Basically, like if you had to pick one of those three players who have both been seeing the ball a ton recently to pop against the Ravens, if people want to play an over in the game, which Chief would you go with? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm figuring out because I got to have some overs because, you know, people like to like to bet those, at least <laughs> just for I'm fun. Just saying, you know, not, not... like somebody's going to play well, you know, like somebody's <laughs> right. Play exactly. Well, um, no, I think Pacheco is probably my favorite. Look, I think the rushing receiving combined is interesting. 85. He has that in five or six straight games since Jarek McKinnon went out. Um, they're using him a ton. Like I mentioned, this Ravens run defense is like their one a weakness. Also running out of the gun. They have not been very good about uh, good against either. So I think that we could see the Chiefs spread it out a little bit more. They've been playing some heavier packages more with like Noah Gray. I think they might go away from that play, you know, a little bit more spread. Maybe Mecole Hardman sees the field, unfortunately. But, you know, I don't think he's going to get the ball. It'll be a lot of, you know, spread. 
Chaco runs, uh, and I think you'll see a ton of work in the passing game as well. So I think over 85 and a half combined is a pretty solid look. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday, getting bets for sure. Championship Sunday in the NFL with our friend Connor Allen from Betsperts 4 for 4 and the Move the Line podcast on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, what about your handicap here? And we can get to specific prop bets in a second, but your handicap for the Niners and the Lions and the NFC title game in the nightcap. San Francisco almost now a full seven and a half point home favorite against Detroit. Total 51 and a half. And just to reiterate, it does look like Debo Samuel is on track to play a limited practice today on Thursday for the Niners. Yeah, we'll touch on that more in the prop market segment because I think that's where it mostly matters even more. But for this game specifically, um, I have a couple of pretty strong angles here. I think that this 49ers defense is going to make Jared Goff uh, extremely uncomfortable in this spot. So we're looking at them mostly being, you know, run funnel as is, 27th in success rate, 28th in EPA per play, but much better against the pass, you know, top 10 in both metrics. Um, But what is key for me here is that this 49ers team gets pressure without blitzing. Since Chase Young came back, they have over a 40% pressure rate, uh, or I guess they acquired Chase Young. And we're looking at Jared Goff here under pressure. He has not been very good. Um, You know, his completion percentage drops significantly to below 50%. uh, And so we're looking at a spot here where, He's good. He's okay against the blitz and no pressure. But when it's pressure and no blitz, he's been one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL if you kind of bring it to that level. And that's exactly what the 49ers are capable of doing here. And on top of this, we've seen Jared Goff have a ton of success over the middle of the field, passing the ball there. And this 49ers defense has done a great job of defending over the middle of the field. So I think there's a couple of things working against him here beyond just you know an efficiency standpoint. I think they're going to try and run the ball a bunch too. So I'm not expecting very many stats there from him. And then on the other side, I expect this Niners team to have some success, you know, passing the ball, even with or without Debo. This Lions secondary long over 300 yards per game, over eight and a half yards per attempt since their week nine bye. Uh, and so I think that could be a big edge for them there. I would not be surprised to see them go a little bit pass heavier against a Detroit defense that's not very good in the secondary, but that plays good run defense. So I, I right now, honestly, if you can still get a seven, I'd still like that for the Niners. I played some six and a half at open, um, but I, I, I add more then. I'm not sure if I'd bet the seven and a half. It's just kind of getting like to be a lot given what we know right now. So, Connor, you mentioned in terms of prop for this, props for this game, rather, that the Debo news, and I think this makes a lot of sense, right? Like, if he plays, a lot of the players are affected because he's going to get usage. That's going to go away from somebody else And and in terms of just giving him the ball more than other players. And, you know, I guess there's still a chance that he doesn't play a game. Obviously, that would have a huge impact also. So we can kind of proceed probably, right, like with the idea that Debo is going to play. So if that's true, and this could be a Lions conversation too, we have a couple minutes left. What are some props you like for this game, the NFC game? Yes, yeah, so I touched on golf. I played golf under uh, like 260. So I think that's a solid look there for all the reasons that I laid out. Um, but then this is really interesting because the splits for George Kittle and for Brandon Ayuk without Debo Samuel are obviously significant. Like the, both of them just have way higher ceilings, way higher floors, way higher target shares because they funnel through those two options instead of three. With all three of them, it's usually like two of them have a solid game. One of them kind of duds or maybe one goes off, one okay, and then another duds. And so... But that's not being reflected at all in the prop market right now. Like Brandon Ayuk's receiving prop is like 81 yards, which is by far the highest of the season. George Kittle's receiving prop is in the 60s. Like these are all like no Debo lines, basically. I know the matchup is cake, but these still these lines are like aggressively, aggressively high compared to what they should be if Debo is going to play. Now, that being said, because the matchup is so good, I'm not going to be betting the under. I was kind of hoping that, oh, maybe Debo is going to play and we'll get a correction and I can bet some Ayuk overs or Kittle overs. But uh, based on the way the market's trending right now, we might not get that. So um, for me, it's kind of just a massive stay away from that receiving standpoint. If you want to bet something, I think Purdy, 300 plus, 325 plus, 
is very much in play because I'm not sure which receiver pops off. If I had to take a lean, it'd be Ayuk, but uh, I, I'm pretty confident that Purdy has a successful day through the air. About 30 seconds to go. If you had to pick a lion to exceed expectations in the prop market, or you think to have a good game better than expected, who would it be and why? Yeah, it's probably Laporta because he has the highest target share um, from Jared Goff when when he's under pressure. Uh, it's like 0.23 targets per route run, which is higher than Amon Ross St. Brown by a pretty significant margin. Plus, we see him. I thought he looked pretty spry last week too, and you know, like the injury obviously matters, but um, I think he's still in a solid spot here where you know high target share you can get there even against tough defense. Connor, we appreciate it. Fantastic stuff as always on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Betsperts four for four in the Move the Line podcast. Stay well. Good luck with the bets, and we will next talk to you, my friend. Breaking down Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Love it. Let's go. Appreciate you guys having me on. Talk to you soon. Connor Allen joining us here on the show. So uh, we had two guests on so far today: Pizzola, Warren Moon, Joey Kinnish, come. and both of those guests, Adam Chernoff and Connor Allen, both like the Niners. Ken, it seems like they both like them like a. A decent amount here coming up against Detroit. Yeah, just, I think the the thing that comes through, like uh, uh, you know, in addition to just like who they like in the game, just like the by far, and uh, and Prisco had this too. Just like, can the Lions block the 49ers? Like, can the Lions' offensive line block San Francisco? Because, like as Prisco said, like if you block them, like you can attack them down the field. A lot of teams haven't been able to do that. Bosa, Chase Young, Armstead back and healthy. I think kind of like the not the assumption, but like the expectation from the guests we've had on so far is like, they're not going to block the front four effectively, which means the Niners get pressure, which means that's bad for Jared Goff, which means like it's the Niners by a lot, but like, obviously, you know, offensive line, defensive line is frequently a key matchup. It feels like specifically with that side of the ball, with that matchup, like that's kind of what people have keyed in on. Coming up next to wrap up our number two here on this tremendous football Thursday, we'll find out what pro sports better. Our buddy Rob Pizzola thinks of both games coming up on Championship Sunday. So coming up next, Rob Pizzola from Circles Off, the Hammer, will join us talking the Chiefs and the Ravens, the Lions and the Niners. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.